Night Whispers. It's a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. This positioning maintains a cold, dark night over the hearts of the hardened, yet provides a strange light, even an eerie warmth and comfort to those quiverers and shiverers who nevertheless are about to cross into the promised land. Our text tonight points very clearly to a God-arranged separation between darkness and light. And once the die is cast, God himself appears to maintain that darkness on the one side forever. Night Whispers. Whispers. Night Whispers, January 23, Night Whisper 023, and the title of tonight's Night Whisper is of changing chains to licorice. Your dream word is hope. Exodus 14 verse 19 till 20 reads like this. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to one but it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. God, the God of war, even the greatest of generals, had given very specific instructions to these fleeing slaves about precisely where they would pitch their camp. The positioning of that place looked like nothing short of stupidity. Moses, known at court, known for being a trained and practiced military leader amongst the Egyptians, would have looked like a foolish old man to this pharaoh, for the leader of Israel had obviously been confused by the landscape and had inadvertently led the fleeing and the frantic fledgling of a nation into a giant and inescapable killing zone. Tonight, Egypt would harry and worry the quaking slaves, and on the morrow, Egypt would cut them all to pieces. Egypt did not realize that Moses was not the leader. No, God was Israel's leader, and God himself had instructed precisely where Israel should position themselves. It was God who had, in fact, laid a trap for Egypt, and the killing zone, yet to be revealed, was to bring them on in such a way that in the end, the Egyptian forces would utterly disappear from the face of Israel forever. Yes, those that Israel saw and worried about that day, they would, after tomorrow, see them no more forever. Now, this fiery pillar, this viewing war chariot of the Most High God, moved from the front of the Israelite ranks to their rear. What happened that night, the very picture of that position of God, is instructive to us today concerning the setting of hearts by God. You see, the position of this cloud set the Egyptians' heart forever hard, but kept the Israelite hearts quivering in soft and warm expectation. Even though the hard hearts of Egypt were resolute, determined, courageous, cruel and confident, and the soft hearts of Israel were in panic, disarray and quivering in cowardly custard yellow, it was they who were in his light. It was they who would be all right. You see, once Pharaoh had made the choice to thoroughly come against God, the Lord changes his position. This change is done during the night, even at the beginning of the night. The change takes place when all appears lost to those who earnestly look for their salvation, and this change of God's position separates forever the enemies of God from the friends of God. This positioning maintains a cold, dark night over the hearts of the hardened, yet provides a strange light, even an eerie warmth and comfort to those quiverers and shiverers who nevertheless are about to cross into the promised land. 
Our text tonight points very clearly to a God-arranged separation between darkness and light, and once the die is cast, God himself appears to maintain that darkness on the one side and the soft light on the other forever. It is important to see that the end of the courageously resolute, determinedly cruel and confident bullies of hard-hearted darkness was total devastation and utter destruction. They were, like many fallen angels, kept in the darkness of their hearts in chains of hardness until the appointed time of judgment and destruction. We all know many on the earth tonight which are kept in exactly the same way. May God have mercy upon them and shine his light once more upon them. We must pray for a new enlightenment to shine in the hearts of the hardened. We must ask for a rising softening and a marvellous melting that will change into a running river of sweet reception within them. Until that time, until the heart is softened and changed, until the chains of hardness are softened to licorice black even, means that every word and every work towards them is to no avail at all, except to harden them even further. So then, our prayers must be focused and centred around the fortress of their heart, and pleading on their behalf for the light of God's softening to shine once more upon them. If not, then they, like Pharaoh's army, shall be lost beneath the waves of judgment forever. Listen, then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and take the stony heart of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes, and keep my judgments, and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for those whose hearts follow the desire of their detestable things, and their abominations, I will recompense their deeds on their own heads, says the Lord God. Ezekiel 11, 19-21. Pray with me, please. Relent, O Lord, yes, as you did with us, so do with them whose hard and unchanged hearts sadden and make heavy many of our ways. Relent, O Lord, and be gracious to them, as you were to us, yes, smile upon them, and soften their chains to melted licorice black. Yes, set your blazing sun in their dark dungeon, O Lord, and bring them from their dreadful night into your glorious day. In the great redemptive name of Jesus, we so do pray. Amen, and let it be so. Hello, Victor Robert Farrell here. Night Whispers is a ministry feature of the 66 Books Ministry, where we're teaching the world about the God of the whole Bible and his only begotten Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ our Lord. This 21st century applicable Bible teaching is what we do each and every day, and we cannot do it without your help. So I would like to invite you to go to www.give66.com and make a one-off or regular donation today. It would be so greatly appreciated and it would continue to help us teach the whole world about the God of the whole Bible. So once again, please make your donation today at www.give66.com. That's give66.com. And thank you so very much.